It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how you are mercifully free from Aaron Rodgers' talk today. Our show is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. Get your picks, previews, and much more weekdays with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Before we jump in, guys, and we have a, a full show for you. I don't know why it would be a half show, but we we do have a full show. Um, is iTunes is still a problem, and, and we don't know what the issue is. It seems like they don't know what the issue is. This is not a locked on problem. This is an iTunes problem. It has been a problem for more than just us. It is an issue you may have noticed. Other podcasts are not populating. If you are lucky enough to find us, great. But at least in the short run, check out other podcast platforms. The Odyssey app is so easy to use. It is, it is really streamlined. Um, Spotify. I love Spotify to have all your music and, and podcasts all in one spot. Stitcher, Google Play, tell your your Alexa or your Google to play the podcast. There are a lot of different options for you, so don't let iTunes being annoying stop you from getting the show. Okay, we are going to talk about where this team stands right now, where the needs are, what the situation is, and how this team can get better. We are also going to talk about what, in my opinion, is a very interesting topic. I I hope that every topic that we have is interesting, but, you know, some are certainly more interesting than others. And that is what exactly this defense is going to look like. And and could it feature more? uh, I don't want to spoil it. So let's not. Let's just go into uh, our first topic, which is this idea of, of where the Packers stand right now, because we, we, we went into the draft believing that the Packers needed to add depth at offensive line. They did that in spades. And if you believe that Steven Stepanek can be something, if you if you believe that Yosh Nijman in his development can be something, then the Packers not only have, you know, three guys who are the anchors of their offensive line right now, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Billy Turner, but they have a group of players who are going to compete for those other two spots long term, you know, we'll see. But they don't need to go out 
and seek a Mitchell Schwartz, an Eric Fisher, a Russell Okung type. Those guys are still out there, but I don't think Green Bay needs to kick the tires there. Now, if they want to get a swing tackle, a Bobby Massey, a DeMar Dotson, you know, Charles Leno just got released from the Bears. Uh, I think he's going to compete somewhere to be a starting tackle. Then, you know, Green Bay could feel like, like that is useful for them. Uh, but I, I, it's certainly not a pressing need anymore. Cornerback is an interesting one because the Packers brought back Kevin King. We don't believe Kevin King is uh, a player who's going to be a part of this franchise beyond this season. I don't think the Packers believe that either. So you have Jair Alexander. You don't really know beyond that what you have. So you could go out and sign a Steven Nelson. Sign a Richard Sherman, sign a, a, a Darquez Denard or a Nikel Roby Coleman, a Jason McCourty. These are veteran players, DJ Hayden, veteran players who could be have had relatively cheap. Uh, someone like Prince Amukamara, who has experience playing this defense. You could you could go out and you could do that, uh, but I, what my guess would be is you see what Eric Stokes is in camp. You see what Shamar Jean Charles is in camp. He was one of Lance Zerline from NFL.com's favorite picks of any team in the draft. Uh, he, he basically said, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Barry hand-selected him to be the nickel or at least to compete to be the nickel on this team with Shannon Sullivan. I think we're going to see a lot of different guys in that role, but certainly he is very well suited to it with his ball skills, his intelligence, and his ability to play uh, the ball at the catch point. Something that, that you know, if you're going to play in the slot, you don't need the same kind of deep speed, and he doesn't have it. And that's okay if you're going to be in that, that nickel spot. So I don't think Green Bay is going to feel like they need to go out and get a corner. We went into the draft going, well, if, they, if the value doesn't fall the right way, you know, if, they are, if they're sitting there on the board and their best guy is an offensive tackle or is a receiver, and, and the word is they really liked Kadarius Toney, he didn't fall to them. Um, clearly, they didn't like Tevin Jenkins enough. There were injury questions with him. He fell into the middle of the second round, goes to Chicago. They trade up for him. They had a very good, a very aggressive draft. Uh, then, you know, Green Bay, I think, was in a position where they felt like they took the best corner on the board. They took the best player on the board. And you get two guys, two rookies to come in and compete right away. I think both of those guys are going to have a chance to play right away. If someone gets hurt or if these guys look overmatched in training camp, then you can go out and get some of these guys. It's a deep enough pool. Speaking of Brian Poole could be out there um, that that Green Bay could wait until camp to make a move like that. Okay, so then where were the other deficiencies on this team? Receiver? You, you go out and you get Amari Rogers, who is the perfect complement to the guys that are already on your team. Could you convince yourself that someone like Kenny Stills would come in and make you better? Yeah, yeah better than Malik Taylor. Um, but beyond that, I don't know. Are there other guys out there that really do it for you? I don't think so. You know, not many guys that that really, you know, move move the needle much. I mean, they brought Seth Robertson last year. He couldn't get on the field. So I, I don't know if there's anyone out there that they they are that excited about. Um, you know, I, I know Packer fans for a long time have wanted Des Bryant. That doesn't seem to make any sense to me. They have a nice young core here. It, it seems more likely that they will continue to build through the draft at receiver because they need some help. They don't have guys under contract. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get 
a Lazard extension or an MVS extension at some point in the next year because they don't have that security long term. So, uh, but I don't think a veteran coming in really does much to to provide a, an impact for your team. Maybe they'll maybe they'll go get Jake Kumra. Um, and so then then you're going okay. Well then, uh, what else? What else? Brian Gutekind said that they had wanted um, a veteran linebacker. They, according to Rob Domofsky, had been in the market for a veteran corner and a veteran defensive lineman. Sheldon Richardson is out there if they want to make a bigger splash. Um, Jarrell Casey is out there if they want to make, you know, a smaller splash, although I think Casey can still play. Kawan Short. There are still guys out there who could come at Damon Harrison who could give them some some reps. I think I think Harrison snacks is your breaking case of emergency. If you went to training camp and let's just say that TJ Slayton is is just green, green, greener than green and can't even be a part of your rotation or, you know, Kingsley Kiki gets hurt. You know, they, they have some bodies in there now that they should be able to compete. So. You know, you you have some guys who maybe you can call if things go weird. I don't think they they would go out and and do that now. Now, linebacker is a spot where where Goody said they might have some interest. The problem is it is not a position exactly flush with players. K.J. Wright is still someone who I think can help a team. Would he come to Green Bay? Maybe. We need to get this Aaron Rodgers thing sorted out. That's going to be the hard thing in all of this is we don't know what the future of Aaron Rodgers is and either to the players and either does the team. And so that complicates all of this. How do you plan for a team? Like you're not going to go out and, and go through all of the, the, the cap shenanigans that you need to do to sign someone like KJ Wright, who's going to want a decent amount of money. If you don't know that this year you can compete for a Super Bowl. But if Rodgers comes back, signs an extension, and and you're good to go, well, yeah, then you, maybe you call K.J. Wright's agent. You call Justin Houston's agent, maybe, as a sub-package pass rusher. You call Jarrell Casey's agent. All of this still uh, revolves around that. Could you maybe get Todd Gurley to come in on a cheap deal? He, he was in Atlanta on a cheap deal. Now, I don't think he's a special player anymore but certainly has some familiarity with the offense. If you had an injury, you know, A.J. Dillon goes down, Aaron Jones goes down, God forbid. There are some guys out there that can help you. This team is good. This is a good team. And they're a deep team. And and they're a team that I, I think is, is pretty set now. Now, we don't know if these players are good, right? So we don't know if Eric Stokes can play. We don't know if Shamar Jean Charles can play. We don't know if Josh Myers can play or if or if you know Royce Newman can play. We don't we don't really know if if John Runyon Jr. can be a full-time starter. He looks good in some pieces. But they've invested at these positions, and so they're they're probably not going to go out and and add. But because they've done that, they don't need to go out and add a bunch of players to feel like they need to be in the mix here. They're ready to be in the mix right now. And if you're going to make, uh, you know, any compelling case as to why this ultimately all gets ironed out with the quarterback, I think that's the best one because there's no situation he can go to, parachute in the way Tom Brady did, and they're like the favorites. I mean, when Tom Brady went to Tampa, everyone picked the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they were the team; they were the trendy team. 
you know, some people picked the Packers and there were some people who picked San Francisco. But like once Brady went there, there were a lot of people picking the Bucks. They were the trendy pick because that roster was loaded. Loaded. It was already really good. That's part of why I dismiss a lot of the like, we'll see what Brady did. No, that was a loaded roster. He brought in Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, and, and that's an aesthetic difference. It's not a material difference. It's not the reason they won the Super Bowl. So did it make Brady feel better? Did it piss Rodgers off that he got that and, and Rodgers didn't? Yeah, pro- definitely. Definitely. I mean, not even probably. No question it did. But this team is ready to compete right now. And and yeah, there are some players out there who can make the team better. And And, you know, if it were me... I'd be calling Gerald Casey's agent. Hey, come, you know, come just play on, uh, on the Mercedes Lewis deal. Just come do that. What is, what is the price for KJ Wright? Not really an inside backer, but someone who could, who could help this team. So there are, there are some players out there. The good news for this team is they don't need, they don't need anyone. They don't need anything. This was the best offense in the league last year. Now that was with Aaron Rodgers running it, but they add, a dynamic weapon to that, someone who fits this offense perfectly, fills a void that they otherwise wouldn't have. They replaced Jamal Williams with A.J. Dillon. We don't know what that's going to look like, but I think Dillon certainly has more upside. Kylan Hill has a third down back. Kylan Hill is a third running back, is, is a really nice piece. And then you've you've allocated resources to fixing parts of the defense. You've changed defensive coordinators. You have to feel like you're a Super Bowl team. You have to feel that way. And again, that's why I think this is going to ultimately get resolved, A. And B, the, the the quarterback situation is truly hanging over this. You know, some people didn't buy, oh, well, you know, why do they have to wait for Rodgers to make any of these moves? You know, the Packers, you know, Ty Dunn reported that, you know, the Packers would be in on some people, but they're, they're waiting on Rodgers. They're trying to get that worked out. Well, that report looks really different now, doesn't it? Looks really different now. Everyone's going, wait, what, Why? They don't need his blessing to restructure. Well, turns out there's a lot more to it. So maybe it is the case that when Rodgers, when and if Rodgers signs a deal and they're able to do it in a way that frees up some room for them to go sign a guy or two, that they'll do that. But that's a lot of what ifs. Today's episode is brought to you by Nugenics. Nugenics is the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, and they are offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle by texting DRAFT to 231-231. This unique boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels to increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, right now, if you text DRAFT to 231231, you will also get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal, their most powerful fat incinerator ever. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile and their new 1010 capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced and limited edition designs at fair price points. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 
10. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that that special person will treasure forever, you're going to want to check it out. They will not be around for long. Go find out now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. So I saw a tweet by, by Pro Football Focus, and it really it really got my my head going. So we assume that Joe Barry is coming over in part because he wants to bring um, Brandon Staley's defense, which is Vic Fangio's defense, to the Green Bay Packers. But the pro football focus, the, the Green Bay Packers, it's PFF underscore Packers, tweeted this out. Man coverage grades in 2020, Darnell Savage was first among safeties in man coverage grades, almost a 92 grade in man coverage. Jair Alexander was third among corners in man coverage grade, almost 85. And Eric Stokes' career coverage grade at the University of Georgia is 89.3, the highest among draft-eligible corners, higher than J.C. Horn, higher than Patrick Sertan, higher than guys, Greg Newsom, guys taken ahead of him. So could the Packers play more man coverage? Now, that's a weird thing to say about a team that just hired a defensive coordinator from a franchise that played zone coverage something like 80% of the time last year. And the Packers were more like 70. Here's, here's my thought on this, right? Yes, the Brandon Staley defense was extremely hard to prepare for for the Green Bay Packers. And... The, despite the fact that they were always in that two shell and you knew that they were likely going to rotate out of it and the fact that you likely knew they were going to play zone didn't help because it could be quarters, it could be three, it could be two, it could be six, it could be all kinds of different things. And, and that doesn't even account for what the fronts are doing, what the linebackers are doing. There's a lot of different ways that that you can create confusion here. But look at the NFC Championship game. The Buccaneers played a ton of two-man, two-deep safeties, and man coverage underneath. And that worked because you have guys who can get home with four with the pass rush. Vita Vea and Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett, they have a stable, in Dominican Sue, they have a stable of guys who can create pressure. So you can play those two-deep safeties. But even in a game where Tampa loses, it's two starting safeties. Green Bay still could not get anything down the field because they were playing tight, aggressive press man coverage and they were getting pressure with four and five guys. Eric Stokes is a press man corner. Jair Alexander can play press man. Kevin King is not ideally suited to be a man corner, but if he's going to play man, he has the length and the strength to press. So... If you have the guys for it and you're infatuated with Eric Stokes and his upside, his best football in college and most of the football he played was press man because that's what Georgia did. One of the main beefs Matt LaFleur had with Mike Patton and one of the main beefs a lot of Packer fans had with Mike Patton was how often he would play off zone coverage, including the play that caused so much consternation in the game and on Packers Twitter, the Kevin King play where Matt LaFleur apparently called for man. Mike Patton thought he was asking for robber single high, which is wild. 
And Kevin King still screwed up the the coverage and and did not play it the way that you're supposed to play it. But I am I am very interested if this is something that Green Bay would be willing to consider. Now the problem is you don't really have that slot guy. But what if you're playing a team that likes to play their guy in the slot, their main receiver a lot in the slot? You you face a Minnesota where you know they're almost always going to have if they've got three receivers out there, either Thielen or Jefferson is going to be in the slot. So why not have Jair Alexander play in the slot? You want to play a lot of man coverage that game? You can do it. And it is harder to play man coverage against quarterbacks who can scramble. You know, the Russell Wilsons of the world, the Dak Prescotts of the world, although we don't know how he's going to, how mobile he's going to be after this catastrophic leg injury. You pay Kyler Murray, it's really tough to play man coverage. But, you know, Matthew Stafford, you can play man. Jared Goff, you can play man. Justin Fields? I don't know. Guy runs a 4-4. Now, Andy Dalton is probably going to start for Chicago, so we'll see what the situation is there. But this is just something that I think we need to be prepared for, something we need to think about, because Matt LaFleur clearly was not was not happy about the way that this defense prepared, was not happy with the plan, with, with the execution in games. And the attitude seemed to be a part of that. I think he felt like it was too passive. I felt like, I will speak for myself, I felt like it was too passive, too reactionary. And defense is inherently reactionary. The offense is the only group of people on the field who know exactly for sure what is going to happen or what what is designed to happen. Even with you know as much film study as you can possibly do, you can never be 100% sure that you're right defensively. So the Brandon Staley approach, the Vic Fangio approach is coverage disguise. It is diversity of coverages. It is creative games up front to create penetration and throw off timing. You want to be diverse. You want to be multiple. That is the, the famous or infamous defensive buzzword. We want to be multiple. But teams that are can create problems for offenses. Gone are the days where you can just sit back and you can just play that that cover three single high and just say we're going to do it. Because it's too hard, number one, to put together personnel to make that work. The Seahawks made it work because they had a unique situation with Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, Cam Chancellor, Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill. I mean, the list goes on and on. They had a unique team. And then everyone tried to copy them and they're going, well, why doesn't this work? Well, it doesn't work because you don't have the horses. Yeah, it's really easy to play a defense that is somewhat simple when you have pro bowlers everywhere on the field. But think back to the Vic Fangio defenses in San Francisco that did a pretty good job of locking down the Packers offense. You don't remember the corners on that team. You remember the linebackers. You remember the pass rushers, and you remember the safeties. Dante Whitner was on this show. Deshaun Golson. Do you remember the corners? Do you? Now, that defense is not what the Rams were doing exactly. You know, when you have Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman, you're you're allowed to do things a little differently than other teams. When you have Alden Smith in his prime and Justin Smith in his prime, you know, you can you can do certain things. Every every defensive coordinator you hope is going to tailor skills to the personnel. Well, this would be a great opportunity because these guys can play in man. Now, Jair is outstanding and off. 
outstanding reading the eyes of the quarterback and reacting that way. And I think I, I think someone like Eric Stokes has the click and close explosiveness to be effective in that kind of situation, though it's going to take some time. He's going to have to learn. So wouldn't it be better early on to say, hey, we're going to throw you out there in obvious man situations, you know, or, or you know, when you're out there, we're going to play a little bit more, man, because we think our corners can handle it because we know you can handle it. Shannon Sullivan, Jair Alexander, we think you can handle it. We know that our safeties can handle it. That's probably the, the perspective that they have. The question is, how do you balance it? Can you mix some of those two-man principles or the, the you know create some more frequency that you're, you're playing two-man and add to the uncertainty? Now, this defense functions in a lot of cases like man coverage. You know, especially you go stack to one side, it's trips on one side. The cornerback on the backside basically has that receiver and man coverage. And that's how you attack this defense in a lot of cases is you create that stack to one side, you open up the lane, and then you let your receiver go to work. And unless you have a Jalen Ramsey, it, it becomes really difficult to manage. Well, but if you have Jalen Ramsey, Green Bay has Jair Alexander. So maybe that's something that they're, they'll be able to do. This defense has the flexibility to create those those matchups. And so, again, I just I, I want us to be thinking about this because the personnel says they can do it. So maybe you go back and you look at what um, the, the Rams did last year. And you say, okay, well, maybe they didn't have quite the personnel to play as much man coverage, so they didn't. Well, you know, you, you, you look for certain types of players. The Broncos didn't play it as much man coverage. A.J. Boye, not as good, not playing as much man coverage. So, you know, if you're going to play too high rather than play cover two, you would play man. Now, this is all going to be situational, right? So your, your coverages are going to be dictated by situation, time, score, spot on the field, and personnel. So depending on the teams you're playing, you know, if you're playing a team with no speed, you play single high all day. And, and load the box and create disguises and spin those safeties down so they never know which guy's in the box. Play Robert. You can do all kinds of stuff. Now, if you're worried about getting beat over the top, now it becomes more difficult. That's why you add speed. That's why you add speed. That's why you draft Eric Stokes to go with Jair Alexander, who's a 4-3 guy. You get a 4-2 guy to go with a 4-3 guy, and you have a 4-3 guy at safety and a 4-4 guy at safety. Man. And that makes it a lot easier to not have to have your, your personnel's lack of athleticism dictate your coverages. Now, you know, if you have slow safeties, if you have slow corners, you have to play too deep because you're worried about them getting burned over the top. With these corners now, and we, we assume Stokes is going to get some opportunities, and let's be honest, Kevin King is going to miss four, six, eight, ten games. Stokes is going to get the opportunity. You you draft him to, to be the guy, not just this year, but next year and beyond. You don't have to worry about that the same way. And so I think that that plays into how often they want to play man coverage as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. 
very much pun intended, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has a ton of sports action the NBA, baseball, the NHL, and coming up, we've got more Triple Crown races. There's always fights going on. Everything you can gamble on at Bet Online and stuff that you probably had no idea you could gamble on from prop bets and futures. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just for using the promo code locked on, just for being a listener. You put money in and use the promo code locked on, they will match that first deposit up to 50% because Bet Online really is your online sports book experts. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. I had one today, the raspberry cheesecake, and I was dubious. I don't necessarily like fruit with chocolate, and generally speaking, fruit bars taste gross to me. This, you guys, I'm telling you, is delicious. Every bar that they make seems to be better than the last one. They bring unique and delicious flavors, salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, coconut, almond, and all of them are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and even though they taste like candy, they're actually low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow, and we have a good show tomorrow. I already know what topics we're doing. I have this whole week planned out, and I'm very excited about tomorrow's show. You are not going to want to miss it. I do want to let everyone know, a reminder, there, there have been some issues with iTunes. So if you're just finding the show, you you might, at least for the time being, want to find a new podcast platform. iTunes is going through a bunch of new changes. And so they've been having problems, not just with our show, but with all kinds of podcasts uh, populating and, and auto updating and all those things. So check out the Odyssey app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. There's no problems on those other platforms. It is just an iTunes thing. Or you can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.